0: the parkins and spiegel show
2: if y'all ready give me a hell yeah oh hell yeah we were traveling back from out oh. east
0: yesterday oh. how was your
2: flights Did uh it flights were flights were fine okay. my my handling of our excessive baggage was not <laughs> My big suitcase, her big suitcase, multiple bags that are just gifts because the in-laws just can't wait to shower the five-year-old with gifts. We're bringing of multiple gift suitcases with us as well. My carry-on, my wife's carry-on, my son's carry-on, and his car seat. So in total, there's damn near double digits of bags and, and items like it. to be able to wrestle with.
0: There's no way all this junk is going to fit in that car. No, don't worry. This is what all those hours of playing Tetris were for.
2: Let's load up the bags. We want to put them in the car seat? Yeah, we're all right. You know what? Now nah, let's strap them in. It's public transportation. We don't have to. I'm going <laughs> to squeeze them in the back with me. Let's just get everything loaded up. Go to get in the car, baby. I got this. Here we go. Big bag number one. Big bag number two. Big bag number three. Perfect.
0: But there's no room for you.
2: Sit the the car seat over out of the way so I can get all these big bags loaded up and get all the little bags loaded up. Everything is just packed tight. I get on there and we're driving. We're near, we're like, we're in the South Loop where I live. We're in our neighborhood and I start to look around like, man, it's tight in here, but something doesn't feel right. <sighs> Wait a minute, baby, where's the car seat? Baby, where's the car seat? She looks around like, what? Did you put you it packed in? packed the car. I thought I did, but apparently I didn't. Get out of the taxi. I get them upstairs. I got to go all the way back to airport? O'Hare last night. From the South Loop? From the Sloop. Same taxi driver seat? takes me all the way. I mean, I got one kid in one car seat, so yeah, I can't you just leave it there, you man. Did, you should you have just t- booked another shift somewhere. <laughs> And pay for the damn car seat. <laughs> guy, another car seat. What is it this
3: take you, like, ride.
1: another
2: two hours? Yeah, is that,
1: that... would have been sunk cost for me. Like, yeah, you know
3: right, what? At that it's point, it's actually
2: kind of torn up, me? Too. And it was, it was there? It was there? It was there. It was just sitting there, waiting on while. Wow. He said
1: he got a, a standing ovation when he got
2: there. Oh, yeah. He was clapping. It's amazing. Not amazing that you went back. It's fantastic that you went back. <laughs> no, Coach, <laughs> but it is amazing it is that you went back. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> There's a reason I've been married almost a quarter century. I'm not an no old man, true. but we've been together for a long time for a reason. Baby! One, two,
0: three. two Here Here we go, go. Jim. Here Here we go. Here we go, go, Jim. Here we go, Tony. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Afternoons from 2 to 6 on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. How awesome was that? Great job, studs.
1: Adam Stadzinski, our executive producer this afternoon. It's a football Friday on the score, and we've got you covered from all angles. Everything you want to know. About the man who is likely to become the new boss at Hallis Hall. We'll break down Bears Lions. We'll look ahead to next season, and we'll run through a number of interesting scenarios to think about heading into the offseason. Hi everyone. A pleasant good evening to you. Zach Sidman, broadcasting live on the Hyundai Studios brought to you by our local Hyundai dealers. I'm in, I guess, for Parkins and Big Ant. Anthony Heron is in for Spiegel, and Big Ant will be joining me beginning next hour. We're here until 6 o'clock. Ahead on the show, some of the best and most dialed-in people in the world of football. Coming up at the top of the hour, we'll visit with the Hall of Famer, Dan Pompey. No one who covers the NFL has a better knowledge of the inner workings of Hallis Hall, and no one has a better perspective. Then at 3.20, College Insider Pat Forty from Sports Illustrated will join us to share his thoughts on Kevin Warren and what the future might hold not just for the Bears, but the Big Ten as well. At 4 o'clock, give or take, Patrick Manley who has played more games for the Bears than anyone else in history, will give us his unique insight into what he thinks about the reported new boss at Hallis Hall. And then at 525, Vikings radio voice Paul Allen. You know him. You've seen the clips on social media. He's the guy who will say something like this. And Kirk Cousins is loose, right? He's that guy. He will join us for a, a better inside look at perhaps the most significant Bears hire of the millennium. Yeah, you heard right. You're a big part of the show as well. 312 644 6767 We'll take your calls throughout. The score listener line is powered by BetQL, Bet Smarter and Beat the Books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. First, though, a few thoughts. And if you listen to transition, I'm going to try to summarize everything I was talking about. Over the years. The Bears have taken their share of criticism. From flu shots to the field surface, there isn't any aspect of the organization that doesn't go under the public microscope. And it's been tough since George McCaskey took over as chairman of the team in 2011, counting this season the Bears 82-118 and in the 12 years that he's been in charge. It's an era that's featured some of the some of the most questionable hires in team history. Phil Emery replacing Jerry Angelo. Mark Tressman replacing Lovey Smith. Then there was Ryan Pace taking over for Emery. John Fox taking over for Tressman. Matt Nagy replacing Fox. Y- you know the deal. It's an era that has featured the Bears passing on both Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson for Mitchell Trubisky. It's an era that's featured an average of six. wins per year, just two winning seasons, no playoff victories, and at one point, four consecutive years with a pick in the top 10 of the draft, and none of those players, not a single one, is on the Bears' current roster. In short, it's been embarrassing, right? It's been ugly. but times are changing. Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren is reportedly a strong candidate and one of the top finalists for the job of team president to replace the retiring Ted Phillips. If this happens, in my opinion, it'll mark the best and most impressive hire of George McCaskey's tenure. No one that has been brought in under his leadership has come close to having the credentials of Warren. For the first time in years, the Bears would be hiring a person for a prominent position that isn't an experiment. You know what you're getting not like Emory, Tressman, Pace, Snaggy Poles, Eberflus, where you're not quite sure. He wouldn't be bringing in someone who's watched the world of football pass them by like Fox. There is nothing that Kevin Warren will be asked to do at Hallis Hall that he hasn't done before. Understand the workings of the National Football League? Check. He's done that before with the Rams, Lions, and Vikings. Spearhead a mega stadium project. Check. They I said earlier, U.S. Bank Stadium in Minnesota considered one of the crown jewels of the NFL. Anyone that's been there, you know how special that place is. They built it right. Lead a diverse group successfully into the modern era of sports. Check out the Big Ten. Check. Whereas Commissioner Warren negotiated the league's new TV contracts and made the conference a coast-to-coast powerhouse with the additions of both USC and UCLA. It's been years since the Bears have hired someone with more impressive credentials at any level. Warren has the kind of credentials today that would make him an impressive candidate to be the NFL's next commissioner. Now, imagine what those credentials will look like if he flips the Bears around both on and off the field. This should be a really exciting time for you, the Bears fan. Because you finally have a guy at the quarterback position that you believe can be a game changer. We've seen flashes of of that game-changing ability. I'm greedy. I want to see more of it. Not just the legs. We know what Justin Fields can do with his legs. I want to see the passer that I saw at Ohio State. Because you know what? If you want to win a championship, and ultimately the goal is to win a championship, right? You want a guy that you can trust in the biggest moments, in the biggest games to make the pass play that changes the game. Like what Matthew Stafford did in the Super Bowl last year. What Tom Brady did in the Super Bowl two years ago. What the very best quarterbacks in football have done throughout history. It's not about flash plays. It's about game-changing plays. We've seen it with his legs. We've seen him do things that very few quarterbacks in the history of this game have done. At Ohio State, we saw him do it with his arm. So the ability is there. But what he did as a... As a, as a great quarterback at Ohio State, does it transfer over to the NFL? Because so far it hasn't. You don't have those huge wide-open windows. If you want to be a great passer in the NFL, don't show me the deep balls. You know why? Because we knew he could do that. He's a great deep ball passer at Ohio State. I don't need to see your your Insta accounts, your TikToks, your tweets, where once a game you see that huge pass play. What I want to see the routine plays routinely with the arm because you know defenses are scared of his legs. That's what it's going to take. And ultimately, he does need big weapons around him. But if he's truly great, like everyone believes, he'll make everyone around him that much better. But to be fair, you look at the NFL and Matthew Stafford doesn't win the Super Bowl last year unless Cooper Cup is his top target. And Tom Brady doesn't win the Super Bowl two years ago unless Gronk and Mike Evans are a part of the mix. And Patrick Holmes, Patrick Mahomes doesn't win a Super Bowl without Tyreek Hill being the magic man that he was when the Chiefs won the championship. And that's not to say that Patrick Mahomes can't win one this year. But let's see. Let's see. Joe Burrow doesn't get his team into the Super Bowl unless Jamar Chase is part of the mix. And the reason that Jalen Hurts has been able to elevate his game to the next level is that he's got top-tier weapons across the board on that offense and that defense in Philadelphia. You know how long it takes to acquire all that weaponry? You're not doing it in one offseason. So you're going to need the quarterback as well to step up. Now, Josh Allen was able to do it after a rough first year. He was able to take his game to the next level, but they also added Stefan Diggs to the mix. What I want to see, is where is that next big-time playmaker coming from? Because if the Bears thought that this draft had that kind of talent available, they're not trading away, as of right now, the number two pick in the second round for Chase Claypool. If they believed that that type of receiver would be available in free agency. They wouldn't trade a high second-round pick for Chase Claypool. So I understand the excitement when you look at what the Bears have. A lot of cap space this offseason. A high first-round pick that if you trade down, you can turn into more picks, right? There are a lot of needs. Those needs may, may come on the defensive side of the football. Because we never talk about that when we talk about the improvement of Justin Fields. I just think it's going to be really hard in one offseason. No team's done it better than Detroit, right? Of, of using a trade to jumpstart a rebuilding plan when they said goodbye to Matthew Stafford. And only now they're beginning, just barely beginning to knock on the door of a potential playoff spot. They may not get in. And that took two years and some nasty football in order to get to the point where they are now. I just think we have to be a little bit more realistic in this city of what it's going to take to flip this thing around. Again, you always want the quarterback. You cannot even think of competing at that extremely high level without a quarterback. We act like the quarterback is already here. I would say there's a quarterback here with the traits. We haven't seen it. We haven't seen it the way you see it from Josh Allen. And you may, you may see it eventually the way we've seen it from Patrick Mahomes. But as of right now, there's a lot of growth that needs to take place here. And the Bears have to get Lucky, too, this offseason. Got to get a little lucky as well. What do you guys think? 312-644-6767. Zach Zaidman with you. Big and Anthony Heron joins me at the top of the hour right here on The Score.
0: Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment. Down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Are you guys grinding? Or are you guys having fun? Afternoons on the score.
1: I feel complete now this afternoon because the man has
2: shown up. Anthony Heron. Oh, actually. Are we, on, are we on Twitch, Studs? Yeah. Yes. Okay. yes. All right. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, yeah, I, I need to go with the full full look for the Twitch crowd. So yeah, get the sunglasses on. on. Do, yeah. do I
1: have to go Pat Hughes now and, and describe what what Ant's wearing here on the show? I mean,
2: you got a little practice being Pat Hughes. You might as well.
1: He's yeah. got the tremendous New Year's Day outfit going on, or, or more, I should say, New Year's Eve oh, outfit yeah. New going New on. Eve. He's got the, the blue Paisley shirt. We're ringing it in, Zach. Oh, yeah. That's how we get down. Got the blue shades. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like it. How about vibes here? It's, you've got the vibe. This
2: is Vibe Central.
1: You are ready to start the weekend as, as we six, speak. Seven, <laughs> How you
2: now, doing? Do you tend to, do you, do you tend to, like, when's the last time you did something big? Like, when you really did it big on New Year's Eve? Oh, boy, years ago. Yeah. You know why? Because now,
1: we always have to work. There's always uh-huh. a game, right? Uh-huh. So. Right,
2: yeah. We've done, because we've been, you know, originally from here, of course, but then over the years, as we moved around different places, my wife and I, whether it's been you know, Vegas or, or Nashville or, or Boston because she's from that region. Right. We've, we've gotten it in in a few different spots. Here in Chicago, we really only kind of went out and, and really painted the town red, as they say, a couple of times. We did did a hotel party one year at, I don't know, one of the grand old hotels right there on Lakeshore. I'm forgetting which one it was. We did that one year. And, you know, other than that, we've done a couple of different New Year's events just here over the past decade, but now, like, our son is five, too, so he's not at an age where he can stay up Late enough, and then like you mentioned in work, I mean, usually on New Year's Eve there is some Big Ten bowl game, right. or for years it was Pac-12 bowl mm-hmm. game somewhere that I needed to be covering. So tomorrow night I'll, I'll be on the Big Ten network still doing post game after the college football playoff end. So I won't, I won't be with the wife ringing it in and you know kind of ringing the new year in that way. But when the occasion has been there. We've had a good time sometimes if the schedule has allowed for Yeah,
1: Vegas was my favorite
2: back Ah, in the day. Ah, yeah.
1: It's it's like Mardi Gras, Uh you know. And, uh, and then there comes a point where you get to a certain age and you got to throttle it back a little bit. So that's You worry about your recovery yeah. for the following day.
2: Like, how is this going to affect the coming days? Yeah, how am I going to be on the sideline? Can I call the game if uh-huh. my head is not in the same area as the actual game? It's, uh-huh. it's kind of
1: tough to it
3: do. It could that. be an issue.
2: I am, my, my garb and my get up that Zach was just describing is because I just got done doing a show across the street, Bears Unleashed, myself, mm-hmm. Gabe Ramirez, Cassie Carlson. And uh, we, we do pre tape, you know, and through the, the magic of television, we pre tape the show so it'll air later tonight. We're breaking down what we expect from the Bears this weekend with their game against the the Detroit Lions. But we just themed it up a little bit as we like to have some themes uh, when we do some of these shows, especially this time of year around the holiday season. So this is my party shirt. This is the shirt I usually, over the years with my wife and I, but we are really going to go out and get it in somewhere, and there's some dancing that's expected, some beveraging that's expected. This is normally the shirt that I go with, so I figured I would break it out for the Bears Unleashed crowd.
1: I never doubted you had that kind of style. It is mm. very impressive. I always feel like when I walk into a room with the hair,
2: you know, I, I <laughs> all right. And the, 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 that's there, the there's an expectation. Yeah. <laughs> there's an expectation. They're like that guy yes, knows that,
1: how to party, and uh, y- and you have to. Although dancing would not be something that okay. I well, would use in I the mean, same there's sentence.
2: There's with there's me. certain types of dancing that yeah. your hair that people would expect that there's what. Yeah. Would it, well, so clogs is a completely separate part of the globe, right? But there would be, uh, I'm trying to think, like red hair would denote a kilt, right? Yeah. And and perhaps some sort of skipping and, and kicking there, that might, might yeah, be going there will on. Be no.
1: there will be no none of that. kicking, uh, uh, that. yeah, none of that, uh. none of that stuff. And there will definitely not be a kilt, okay. uh, although that, you know, that, that's Halloween. It's a different uh, ah, different type gotcha. of deal. Right. All right, so let, let's start, because there's so many different things mm-hmm. uh, in, in regards to the bears that we can talk about, but... I wanted to hit you first with what you just said, bears lines, because we, we forget to talk about the game. Hmm. Are you the same way that the organization is when it comes to Justin Fields in that there is great value, not just for him, but all of the young players, to be playing what people here in Chicago would call quote-unquote meaningless games, hmm. but they're not meaningless for Detroit, they're not meaningless for Minnesota, those teams are fighting for playoff positioning.
2: You get it's a measuring stick that you get when with the opportunity to face Philadelphia a couple of weeks ago, the opportunity to face Buffalo last week, even go back to facing Green Bay. That was before the bye. Right. But, you know, when Wani was in here talking to us about it yesterday when Aaron Rodgers, like middle of the week, said, you know what? I don't care about my thumb or my ribs. I'm playing this week. And then hours later, Justin feels like, you know what? I'm playing too. Let's go. Let's get it. So there, there's something to be said for just the, the competitive spirit right. that you want your players to have, the the competitive juice that they can infuse into everyone else. And so, you know, you know, here Justin Fields still complaining about the shoulder unless asked about it, or complaining about, you know, any of his foot. The I media he keeps asking about the foot and everything. He wants to go out there and compete. And you you get better at playing football by playing football. The opportunity is there to play, and it will be. I mean, you know, I was with the Lions for a few seasons. Even we started 0-12 one year, Zach, and the, the folks are still showing up like 50,000 strong at Ford Field. So it's a it's a fanatical fan base that now that their team has shown this growth that they went through midseason and are starting to get hot, then it's, it's the right time for the Lions to have a what will likely be a pretty electric atmosphere there on Sunday and – for the Bears to measure themselves even against that, a team that they don't necessarily—they played Detroit early this mm-hmm. season. They felt like they should have won that game. Right, and they lost thirty-one to thirty. Exactly. Yeah. So they—they they don't look at Detroit and say that's an opponent we measure ourselves against from an overall, you know, sort of talent perspective. But a team that's achieving. and and are in the position we hope we can be in a year from now.
1: That is just a glimpse of what you're going to be hearing this afternoon and early evening. Anthony Heron is here. I'm Zach Zadman. When we come back, the Hall of Famer, Dan Pompey joins us. No one knows the inner workings of Hallis Hall better, and there's a lot of news from Hallis Hall to discuss next on The Score.